welcome back to episode three of Faith in the Fire. My name is Noelle Lynn. I am your host, and I am so excited to get started on today's topic. I will probably say that every week just because this stuff gets me super geeked out. But this this week is is huge. So last week we started uh, talking about how any healing process or or any any scenario that you need to get through starts with you, right? You need to look inward and you need to focus on you. And we touched a little on forgiveness and and why that plays a role. Well, this week we're going to do a deep dive on forgiveness because I think this is the biggest hurdle for anybody to go to get through. You know, last night I was sitting with uh, my neighbor and one of the biggest issues that we had to get past was the, the fact that she had not forgiven. Uh, and we, we talked a lot about why she's holding on to that. So uh, this, this week is going to be huge. I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of you and I cannot wait to get started. So let's talk about what forgiveness is. Last week, we talked about forgiveness being the deliberate and conscious act of releasing somebody from a wrongdoing or an offense, right? Well, uh, what's interesting about that is that it actually has so many personal benefits that, um, that we we probably are aware of, but we probably don't realize exactly how uh, serious or how beneficial forgiveness can be. So psychologist Charlotte Van Oyen Vitvlier asked subjects to think about a person or a scenario that had hurt them. This was her, this was her experiment. And while they thought about that, uh, she monitored their blood pressure, their heart rate, uh, facial muscle tension, and their sweat gland activity. So during her study, she found that ruminating about their grudges. Now, ruminating is basically just like meditating on or thinking about over and over and over again. But ruminating about their grudges, their past hurts from that situation, actually exhibit, they actually exhibited a stress response. And they said that it was super unpleasant, right? And they, they reported feeling angry, sad, anxious. And in fact, they felt less in control. So then she also asked her subjects to try to empathize with their offenders, try to put their themselves in, in their shoes or imagine forgiving them. And when they practiced that act of forgiveness, their, the, the stress exhibitors or the, the anger, the sadness, the stress uh, factors actually subsided and they, they went down. And so what they saw was that they actually were not in a stressful situation and the the lines and the graphs and the charts actually showed them being in the same amount of stress as just normal wakefulness produces. So as they forgave, they actually returned to like a normal stress level, which is amazing. So here's the thing. Forgiveness is an emotional act, right? Because they were asking those those subjects to think about a time that they were hurt, emotionally hurt. Somebody offended them. So forgiveness is an emotional act that yields a physical result. And it's unhealthy for us to hold on to unforgiveness. And fun fact, um, if you are a type A personality, um, it science actually shows that you have a harder time forgiving because of that that need to control, right? 
And so a lot of type A folks will actually show more cardiovascular issues, more um, health problems that will present themselves because of stress uh, than other personality types. So I thought that was interesting. Um, And we probably already knew that, you know, when we don't forgive or, or when we hold on to grudges, it it affects us physically because we can feel it, right? We don't feel good. So I'm not telling you anything shocking. Um, but but science does view forgiveness as, a, you know, a an emotional choice that will yield a physical benefit. And so I want to talk to you a little bit um, about uh, that and how it correlates to the Bible. By the way, uh, science also, scientists also say that they have yet to find a method that helps a person forgive instantly. And so science describes forgiveness as a process as well. And I love that in Matthew, um, in Matthew 18 verses 21 and 22, Peter asks Jesus, he says, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? And he's, you know, he's kind of being snarky there. He's like, how many times do you want me to forgive this guy? Up to seven times, because that's a lot. And Jesus responds in verse 22 by saying, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And you guys, what's cool is in other translations, it has him, it says that Jesus said, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. So that's even more than 77. But his, his point here is that he, you just continuously forgive as many times as it takes. And so again, even in the Bible, it shows that forgiveness is a process. And I, even if you're not a Christian, or if you, even if you're, you know, kind of halfway uh, practicing Christianity, you've heard that, that verse, we've all heard that verse. And it's a common verse. And when I, when I think about forgiveness, I actually like to talk about when Jesus was on the cross, you know, here he is in excruciating pain. He's a sinless man. He's bearing our shame and our guilt. And this is what he says, Luke 23, 34. This is what he says, father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. His skin, his flesh is ripped open. And without going into too many details, because I don't know what y'all can handle, um, the the weapons or the the tools used on him prior to him uh, walking uh, the path to um, where he was uh, eventually crucified, that when he was in you know in the center, the town center, and he and everybody's watching him get flogged, get beaten. What what that whip had at the end of it are like. T- things that are like the sharpest things that you could find, like tiny little bones. Um, it's full of just, just horrible things. And the intent behind that was that when it struck the skin, it would grab hold of the flesh and actually rip it off. So here he is hanging on a cross. His back is on that wood and his back is essentially just completely opened. It's like one open wound. And he's saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And to me, this is the epitome of, of forgiveness. Like he absolutely could have chosen to hold on to every single offense that we brought, you know, every single time that we, uh, sinned or, you know, embarrassed him or, you know, 
even even at that time when people were mocking him and he had the crown of thorns, he could have absolutely held that against us. And yet he chose to release it. And the coolest part is, is Jesus being fully man and fully God, he even chose to release it to who? Our father. And so just like science shows the benefits of forgiveness, you know, the, the Bible has something to say about it too. So he releases this for a reason. You know, Jesus isn't just up there and, and knowing nothing, right? He, he knows what's going on. And, you know, God desires to be in relationship with us. And that's the, that, that is his, his heart's biggest desire. And that's the most important piece of, of Christianity. It hinges on relationship with God. And so, um, it's interesting in Proverbs seventeen nine, it says, love prospers when a fault is forgiving, but dwelling on it separates close friends. And I think it's so cool that, you know, the Bible says this because relationship is what is important to God. And when we choose to hold on to unforgiveness, we actually lose relationships. Uh, and it, it, just like in science, it shows like when you think about that person or you ruminate on that on that pain or that grudge, you actually feel stress and it's, it's, there's a disconnect between you and that person. Uh, and, and you, you hold on to that, right. And it, it damages your relationships. And oftentimes when there is an abundance of unforgiveness, our relationship, we will lose relationships entirely. That is when, when relationships crumble, right. And, and that's, that's great. And yes, it's true. Unforgiveness kills our relationships. What I think is um, what speaks more to even science is that, you know, in Hebrews uh, 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12, 14 and 15, it says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace, forgiveness, of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So here it even calls unforgiveness poison. It labels it as a root of bitter, bitterness, and it describes it as troubling you and corrupting many. That's huge to me. Oh my gosh. So that tells me forgiveness is important. So let's talk about, let's talk about forgiveness for a second. Guys, why is it so hard to forgive? I love asking this question. When you choose to not forgive, what's in it for you by not forgiving that person or that situation? What do you gain? How does unforgiveness benefit you? And I think that we, you know, when we try to justify it, like, well, that person did something so horribly wrong and they don't deserve to be forgiven. Um, I, I like to say that we're, we're looking for justice, right? And, and I ask you, like, do you actually gain justice? through unforgiveness? Has anybody ever felt that the right was made wrong simply by not forgiving? My assumption is no. And I, I can bring, I can bring a, a million stories into this, but I will spare you those details. So the, the point is though, that holding on to the unforgiveness does not equal justice in the end. And I think that we can all relate to that. And, and another thing that, you know, I feel like we, we do is if we forgive that person, we feel like we're letting go of control. 
we're not just forgiving the injustice. We are, we are letting go of control. If we say we forgive them, we are essentially now giving up the, the end result of that situation. And what we, what we hope the end result will be is justice or that they will somehow pay for whatever they did to hurt us. And another, another thing that we believe when we, when we choose to not forgive is we reason with it and we say, well, if I forgive that person, then I'm just letting them off the hook. I'm telling them that it's okay. And I just ask you, when you don't forgive, does it actually hold them accountable for their actions? How does unforgiveness keep them on the hook? How does your act of holding this grudge or your refusal to release them from their offense make them own up to it? The answer is it doesn't because here's, here's the thing going back to last week. You can only control you. You're the only one you can control. So you can't control if they feel bad. You can't control how they view that situation and you can't control them. And you can't control whether or not they pay a consequence for their action. And so that's, that's kind of the, what I have found to be a lot of the reasons that we, we don't forgive is because we, for some reason, somehow think that by not forgiving, we are we are making them pay, right? Now, let me just clarify. A lot of people also refuse to forgive because they feel like if they forgive, they're telling that other person that it's okay. What you did was okay. And I want you to know that forgiveness is not acceptance. Forgiveness is not agreement. Forgiveness does not make them or what they did okay. Forgiveness makes you okay. And that's why forgiveness is so important to me because I'm a mom. I have kids to take care of and I have to make sure that I'm okay so that I can bring my best self to them every single day, every single day. And, and here's the other thing. A lot of people will say like, oh, you know, forgive and forget. That is a myth. That is a myth. Jesus even tells Peter, you're going to have to forgive 77 times. Why? Because we don't forgive and forget. That's not who we are. We're not, we're human. We're human. God forgives and forgets. Let me tell you this story. This is a, this is a moving story. So when I moved back from South Carolina, and for those of you who don't know me, I lived in South Carolina for seven weeks. Uh, it, there was a period of time and I talk about it in my book. I'm, I'm writing a book and it comes out here, hopefully by the end of the year, but I am writing a book and, um, I talk about this in my book about how, you know, there was a period of time where the kid's dad, you know, slowly just saw them less and less. And as that happened, they just, they were, they were lost. And so I, as the mother, having to fix everything, I'm grasping at straws, trying to figure out how in the world am I going to make this right by my kids? How can I take away this pain? 
So I decide I'm going to move to South Carolina where my parents live, both of my sisters live. Um, and they over time had migrated from Ohio uh, down to the Greenville, South Carolina area. And so I decide I'm going to move there, get them surrounded by family and um, kind of make all, all those wrongs right. I'm going to fix it. And that turned out to be a disaster huge disaster, severed a bunch of my relationships. And in addition to that, I was only there for seven weeks. So I picked up all of all of our things and I moved us all the way across the country only to move us back seven weeks later. So we literally did a cross country move twice in two months. And it was super, super painful for the kids and for me. And it was just a lot. Well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And like the day before I was scheduled to move back, one of my friends from church, Tammy, she reached out to me and she said, hey, Noelle, we're doing this thing at the church. Um, it's called Forgiving Forward. And I really think you and your daughter should come. And I was like, you know what? We'll be there. Forgiveness sounds like a good option at this point. Well, um, we ended up, I, I got in at like two or three in the morning, the first day of it. And so I missed the first, the first day, but I went the second day and I'm so glad I did because while I was there, um, the, they, they told a story and they, they tried to relate, um, how God forgives to how, how we forgive. And they, they gave us a process and I'm going to share a little bit of that process. I'm not going to steal it all. I'm going to give you the, the cliff notes of it, but, um, they told a story about how, God forgives. And, you know, any time that we go to God and say, you know, God, forgive me for that one thing that I did on that one day that was so horrible. And we come back, you know, a few days later because we're feeling guilty about it again. And we say, God, please forgive me for that one thing that I did on that one day that I already asked forgiveness for. And when we go back to him with that same thing, here's what God does. He, he pulls out his, his book of offenses, which by the way, is not real. Uh, but for the purpose of, of, portraying this picture or painting this picture, I want you guys to imagine that he's got this book of offenses. He pulls it out and he's like, okay, okay, I see, I see the chapter that you're talking about of, of what happened in your life and flips a few more pages. Okay. 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 Here's kind of the, the pages. All right. I'm, I'm kind of there, but I don't see what you're, you're talking about because this entire page is covered in blood. I can't read a thing. And that's what Jesus's death on the cross did for us. He covered every one of our sins, even the ones we haven't committed yet, covered him in blood. So when we ask forgiveness and God forgives, the blood of Jesus covers that and he no longer remembers. Well, we are not Jesus and we are not God. And so we cannot do that same thing. And so I just want to encourage you that forgiving and forgetting in the human world, in, in our human selves, is a myth. And the truth about forgiveness is that you gotta kind of do it over and over and over again. And so, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit too, but I also want you to understand that how we get hurt is, it was interesting to me. I, I learned this, um, probably a couple years ago, um, going through restore at milestone church, you know, they, uh, not, not restore, sorry. It was freedom, um, at milestone church. It talks about offenses. And how do we get offended? You know, there's a reason the phrase is, I take offense to that. Because you literally have to pick up the offense. You have to choose to be offended. You have to choose to take that on. You have to choose to pick up that weight. You have to take offense. But you also have the, cho the choice to not receive 
offense. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Okay, let's get into how do we forgive? What's the process? Well, first of all, you got to acknowledge the offense occurred. You have to acknowledge that you're holding on to that offense, that you took it, you picked it up, and you haven't let it go. You have to acknowledge that. And that's, that's healthy. And just, just being able to admit like, oh, that hurt. I can't believe they did that. That hurt so much. And, and you have to pray about that. You, you can have that conversation with God. Like, I don't understand. You can have that conversation. God wants you to be real with him. So you can have that conversation. But then here's where the tricky part is. You have to choose to release the offense. Science says a deliberate conscious choice of releasing somebody from an offense. You have to choose to release the offense to God because you are not the judge. Who wants to be the judge in our our imperfect human selves? Why would you ever want to be the judge of other humans when you know that just in your humanness alone, you will make a mistake and you will not see a, a fact or a, a piece of evidence and you will misjudge? Who wants that burden? Not me. Not me, because the Lord knows I'm not perfect. So you have to choose to give it to God, who is the ultimate judge, who knows all the things and, and he can, he can judge a lot better than we can. And so you give it to him and you trust that he's got that right. And then just like, just like Peter was told, you have to forgive 77 times over and over again. And here's what you do. This is what I learned at Forgiving Forward. Here's what you do when it comes back. When you are reminded of that pain or you re- you are reminded of that person that hurt you. You have to say, you have to remind yourself that you specifically remember forgiving that person of that offense. And then you have to forgive them again. God, I give it to you. I release this person of the, the offense or of the hurt they caused me. I give it to you. And here's when you know, I get this question a lot. How do you know you actually forgave them? Here's when you know. When you wish the best for them. When you choose to bless them, and and I can give an example of this too. When I got divorced, um, their dad got in another relationship fairly fairly quickly, uh, and that one didn't last. But he's he's currently in another relationship, and he was in this relationship when I went through um, forgiving forward. And actually, during forgiving forward, is what I didn't realize this, but it would have it was the beginning of the the time that you know, it was like the last time that the kid's father saw him and and he hasn't seen them for quite some time, over a year and a half now. And so during this time, what I didn't know God was doing was preparing me for the, this part where I would have to forgive him over and over and over again and, um, forgive him for, you know, abandoning the kids and forgive him for the pain. And so what, um, what, when I knew that I had forgiven him was when I chose to bless him in his new relationship. Give him and this woman the relationship he and I never had. And I was able to bless him with that. And I asked that God help him heal through what he's going through that is keeping him from from being able to connect with his children and have that relationship with his children. And so that's when you know you've you have arrived at forgiveness. And guess what? It's going to creep in again and again. I have to re I have to repeatedly forgive him for, for those things. And so when you choose to bless them and when you can do that without like gritting your teeth, like I choose to bless them, when you can choose to bless them repeatedly, 
um, uh, after you've forgiven them repeatedly, that's when you know that forgiveness is real. Okay. So guys, I just, I just want to remind you, forgiveness is hard because we feel like we're letting the offender off the hook and, and we're not, what we're really doing is we're, we're letting ourselves off the hook. Life offers many opportunities for us to pick up offenses, guys. And I'm, I'm begging you, I'm urging you, put them down. We are not meant to carry that burden. And you need, you guys have to practice that process of forgiveness in the small things first. That's what I encourage you to do. You need to practice that process in, in small things. Like I forgive my children for not doing the dishes, or I forgive my, my son for saying those things, or I forgive my coworker for not returning my stapler, whatever it is, start in the small things and work your way up to the big things. Because if you just jump in head first and you're like, trying to forgive people for massive pains, you're going to fail. And then you're going to feel like it's not worth it. And then you're going to fail some more, right? And you're never going to try again. So start with the small things. And just, I want to remind you that the solution to forgiveness is, is that you are not the judge. That's the best part. You don't want the burden of being anyone's judge. You are an imperfect human and you are you are, it's inevitable that you're going to miss something. And that if you try to judge, judge somebody, you're going to be guilty of misjudging. So lay that burden down at the foot of the cross. Let the guy who actually sees everything be the judge. It's hard enough having to keep ourselves in line. Don't take on the weight of having to take everyone else's choices on as well. Don't put that weight on your shoulders. We have a God for a reason. Let him do his job. Trust and have faith that he is working in your favor. And remember, it's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. You just got to have faith in the fire. Until next time, guys. 